Hey, this is Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, and this is my meta-analysis deep dive overview of dehydromyricetin. And this is a hangover cure for smart biohackers who like to imbibe, but it's well worth supplementing even if you don't drink to excess. In this podcast, we're going to break down everything you could possibly want to know about it. And it is a uh, it's a quite special supplement amongst the constellation of hangover cure type supplements that are out there that you may have heard of. And we actually offer this one, DHM, in the new Limitless Health store that you can find over at store.limitlessmindset.com. So you are going to want to check that out if you anticipate ever drinking again in the future. You're going to want to have this one in your biohacker cabinet. And I actually don't need this one right now as I'm in the midst of 90 days of intermittent no boozing. So on our date nights, I will enjoy a non-alcoholic infaceutical psilocybin beer. That's right. I'll tell you a little bit more about that later. So everything that I mentioned here, all the studies, all those little uh, link rabbit holes that you may want to delve into if you're a uh, bioscience type of geek, I have got those all in the article version of this podcast, which is linked below wherever you are watching or listening to me. So this is going to focus on decoding what the human studies are saying about DHM and how this squares up with the experiences of biohackers online. So let's dive in and we'll start with a story. Once upon a time, many, many moons ago, I worked at nightclubs. I was a nightclub promoter. And funnily enough, a bunch of companies selling different ostensible hangover cures would contact me about their products. They would send me their products for me to distribute at the club. And the funny thing was that nobody ever seemed to be very interested in them. The drunk club goers wouldn't even take the hangover cures when offered them for free. They'd be like, no thanks guy. I'll, uh, no, no thanks Mr. Nightclub promoter dude. I'd rather, uh, as opposed to your hangover cures here, I'd, I'd rather have my uh, fourth whiskey tonic or my fifth shot of Grey Goose vodka. But the companies kept sending these hangover cures to me. And eventually I had this big box in my apartment full of hangover cure uh, packets. And being a nightclub promoter, I had ample opportunity to self-experiment with these. And they never worked very well. They were the types that would uh, dissolve into water and they tasted awful. Or, you know, you could dissolve them into your... uh, Sex on the Beach cocktail, and then it would taste uh, not quite so not quite so orgasmic, right? So dehydromyricetin, which is so painful to spell out and so clunky to say, I'm just going to refer to it acronymically from now on as DHM. Dehydromyricetin is, I think, a major evolution in hangover interventions over those old hangover cure packets that nobody really seemed to want in my experience. First important point, 
If you ever drink, get DHM. If you're a pious Mormon, Muslim, or person otherwise committed to never drinking alcohol, you don't need this one. But if you do drink even a little bit, DHM should be in your biohacker cabinet. As science advances and more and more studies are done on alcohol's effects on the body, it's becoming increasingly clear that even a little alcohol drunk infrequently has serious downsides. It's just awful for the mind and body. It kills brain cells, as your mother probably reminded you. It damages your DNA. It destroys sleep quality. It causes premature skin aging. This is why those club goers in the nightclub, when they take their selfies, they have to add the Instagram filters later on so that uh, so that their, uh, their adoring fans on Instagram can't see what the real picture is. And it lowers testosterone. We don't want that, do we, fellas? And even if you don't notice much of a hangover or negative effects of alcohol, it is silently, insidiously conspiring to give you cancer. And I have a playlist embedded there in my meta-analysis article by nutritionfacts.org, which is well worth a watch if you need the motivation to give up boozing, at least temporarily. All these downsides are why I urge life hackers to do 30, 60, or 90-day periods of no boozing or to replace their social drinking habits for less than a dollar a night with Phenibut, which is a GABAergic supplement for chemically induced social confidence. I'm currently, as I said, about 40, 45 days into a no boozing period. But, you know, to be honest, as much as I care about my health, I, I enjoy drinking socially. I enjoy a glass of wine with my wife on date night. I enjoy it a little bit more. So I'll be biohacking my boozing with DHM. And I'll add, here's an idea for you. I'd be interested in trying DHM in combination with the European liquor absinthe, which ostensibly contains wormwood. Because people often say that absinthe doesn't intoxicate the mind, it just affects your body. And I've tried absinthe a few times, and I'm not sure about this. But the two together might be an interesting combination. Put that on your uh, long, long, long list of things to try. Next, let's talk about DHM as an anti-intoxicant. So it differs from a lot of other hangover cures in that it has a fairly immediate effect of reducing subjective intoxication. So you probably don't make an ass out of yourself while drinking, but taking some DHM could be conducive to not forgetting people's names or your house keys while drinking. Anyone with much experience drinking knows that there's this bell curve with drinking, where you have a few drinks and you're extra witty, clever, confident, and verbose, but then you have a few more drinks and things tend to devolve, don't they? So DHM could help you to keep your mental edge later into the evening. I think that few people 
drink just to get drunk. Most people drink as a social lubricant or as a prelude to hopefully getting laid or paid. Next, let's talk about scientific research. It's been studied extensively with 300 scientific publications with over 90 items of human research marked there on PubMed on its origin. And I've got one of these uh, molecular diagrams. Despite going by a scary sounding chemical name, this is a natural organic supplement that originates from the Japanese raisin tree or Hovania dulcis. Hey, I didn't know you could get raisins from a tree, I guess only in Japan. Extracted from the bark of the tree, it also goes by the name Ampelosopsin. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correct, but I'll just continue to refer to it as DHM to avoid any confusion. And we don't want confusion, especially if we're drinking. Next, verse fatty liver disease. There was a notable randomized controlled trial conducted in 2015 in China with 60 patients with fatty liver disease receiving 150 milligrams of either a placebo or DHM twice daily. So 300 milligrams total. And it concluded that DHM supplementation improves glucose and lipid metabolism, as well as various biochemical parameters in patients with non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. And the therapeutic effects of DHM are likely attributable to improved insulin resistance. So if you want to show your liver some love, and you really should because your liver works so hard for you, and I don't think it gets the, the acknowledgement and validation that it deserves. DHM supplementation, really good idea. Or, or if your personal genotyping results turn up the risk factor gene for fatty liver disease, and the SNAP for that is PNPLA3. So give that one a control F on your personal genotyping results if you're into that sort of thing. Apparently, there was a rat study where they gave some rats the body weight equivalent of 15 to 20 beers in two hours. Holy crap. I'm trying to remember the last time I had 15 to 20 beers. I think there were keg stands involved. In the study, the intoxicated rats promptly lost balance and fell over. I think the same thing happened to me last time I drank that much. Then some of the rats received an injection of a milligram of DHM per kilogram of body weight and they recovered and got back on their little rat feet in five minutes and were ready to get back to the party. The same amount of DHM would be about 70 milligrams for a 150 pound adult human. Although the absorption from taking DHM orally in capsules is probably a lot lower. Verse Alzheimer's. The most recent trial of DHM analyzed its effect on Alzheimer's pathology. Quote, here the primary goal was to assess whether DHM, a plant flavonoid compound, is an effective therapy for DHM. It is crucial to know whether DHM will affect microglial activation and neuroinflammation in transgenic mice. Taken together, our findings suggest that DHM prevents progression of Alzheimer's-like pathology through inhibition of NLRP3 inflammasome-based microglial-mediated neuroinflammation and maybe a promising therapeutic drug for treating Alzheimer's. So DHM is a good opportunity for grandpa, especially if he likes his whiskey. 
Next, for treatment of memory loss, Angelica MD describes its potential use in treating memory loss. Quote, recent research shows, however, that another substance called DHM, also known as ampelosopin, may be used to treat memory problems, including dementia, such as Alzheimer's disease. This flavonoid compound is purified from a variety of botanical sources, including the oriental raisin tree, Chinese senega, and snake wine vine. Snake wine vine. Wow. Do they make the wine out of the snake itself? Anyways, it is a component of ancient Chinese herbal remedies, which have been used in Asia for centuries. The active ingredient DHM has been recently isolated and shown to be responsible for the bioactive properties of these herbal remedies. Next, interactions with gut microbiota. A 2018 paper out of Haozong University in China identified its benefit in modulating the gut microbiome. DHM is the main bioactive constituent in vine tea, which was predominantly distributed in the gastrointestinal tract and showed poor oral bioavailability. It was found that DHM could markedly alter the richness and diversity of the gut microbiota and modulate the gut microbiota composition. The gut microbiota plays an important role in the pharmacokinetics of flavonoids. As well, the long-term long supplementation of flavonoids could alter the gut microbiota composition in turn. Next verse, alcoholism, from a 2012 University of California paper. Alcohol use disorders constitute the most common form of substance abuse. The development of alcohol use disorders involves repeated alcohol use leading to tolerance, alcohol withdrawal syndrome, physical and psychological dependence with the uh, loss of ability to control excessive drinking. We demonstrated pharmacological properties of DHM consistent with those expected to underlie successful medical treatment of alcohol use disorders. Therefore, DHM is a therapeutic candidate and the notable finding is that reducing the subjective experience of intoxication makes alcohol less appealing and addictive. A consistent self-experimenter reported, after taking 750 milligrams of DHM twice a day for two weeks, my perspective was that I had no reason to drink. The need for altered states of consciousness that had been with me for 17 years was entirely absent. After two months of taking it, the idea of drinking, smoking, or taking drugs was repugnant to me. Wow, that's quite the transformation in just two months. DHM prevents fetal alcohol exposure. According to a 2014 paper, fetal alcohol exposure can lead to a variety of behavioral and psychological disturbances later on in life. The absence of adverse side effects and the ability of DHM to prevent fetal alcohol exposure consequences suggests that DHM is an attractive candidate for development as a treatment for prevention of fetal alcohol spectrum disorders. Next, verse immune inflammatory related diseases. DHM may be worth the attention of those searching for unconventional treatments for immunoinflammatory disorders. From a Chinese paper, quote, increasing evidence demonstrates 
that pyroptosis, pro-inflammatory program cell death, is linked to atherosclerosis. However, the underlying mechanisms remain to be elucidated. Taken together, these results indicate that the NRF2 signaling pathway plays a role, at least in part in the DHM-mediated improvement in PA-induced pyroptosis in vascular endothelial cells, which implies the underlying medicinal value of DHM targeting immune inflammatory-related diseases such as atherosclerosis. Next, verse diabetes. So DHM is not really a nootropic, but it improves the cognitive impairment that goes along with diabetes due to a brain-derived neurotrophic mechanism from a 2018 study. Type 2 diabetes mellitus leads to cognitive impairment, but there have been no effective pharmacotherapies or drugs for cognitive dysfunction in diabetes. In conclusion, our results suggest that DHM is a promising candidate for the treatment of type 2 diabetes-induced cognitive dysfunction, and another 2018 study concurred. DHM can improve the cognitive dysfunction in type 2 diabetic mice. The mechanism may be through hypoglycemic effect and activation of BDNF protein expression in the hippocampus. Next, verse acute lung injury from a 2018 study. Here, we investigated the effect of DHM on acute lung injury and the underlying mechanism by bioinformatic analyses and animal experiments. The present study supports a potential clinical application for DHM in treating acute lung injury and provides a novel design that combines in silico methods with in vivo experiments for drug research. Verse endothelial dysfunction from a recent study. Accumulating studies demonstrate that DHM, a compound extracted from Chinese traditional herb, attenuates atherosclerotic process by improvement of endothelial dysfunction. Taken together, these data demonstrate that MIR-21 mediated signal pathway plays an important role in TNF-alpha-induced endothelial dysfunction and DHM attenuated endothelial dysfunction induced by TNF-alpha in a MIR-21-dependent manner. Next, verse cancer. From a paper out of Dalian Medical University, here we aim to investigate whether DHM, a dehydroflavonal compound with anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, antibacterial, and anti-tumor actions, reverses MDR in MCF and to elucidate its potential molecular mechanism. These fundamental findings provide evidence for further clinical research in application of DHM as an assistant agent in the treatment of cancer. And another study out of the Military Medical University drew a connection between the gut microbiome and colorectal cancer naming DHM as a treatment option. Quote, the aim of this study is to identify that the progression to colorectal cancer is influenced by colic acid, sodium butyrate, a high-fat diet, or different dose of DHM interacted with gut microbiota. In recent decades, the association among diet, gut microbiota, and the risk of colorectal cancer has been established, but the science is unclear about how effective of an anti-cancer treatment it is. Next, 
Performance Enhancement of Exercise at Altitude. A 2014 animal study out of a Chinese military medical university found that it's something of a mitochondrial biohack for at least simulated exercise at altitude. Quote, DHM is the major bioactive constituent of Rattan T. Our aim was to investigate the possible mechanism and the effect of DHM in counteracting hypobaric hypoxia-induced exercise intolerance. DHM improves physical performance under simulated high-altitude conditions via protecting mitochondrial biogenesis and modulating mitochondrial dynamics in skeletal muscle cells. Next, as a rapid antidepressant, a recent Chinese study identified its fast-acting antidepressant effect. Quote, major depressive disorder is a highly prevalent illness that affects large populations across the world, and increasing evidence suggests that neuroinflammation and levels of brain-derived neurotrophic factor are closely related to depression. The present data indicate that DHM exerts a more rapid antidepressant-like effect than does a typical antidepressant in association with enhancement of BDNF expression and inhibition of neuroinflammation. Next, let's talk about its mechanism of action. It improves mitochondrial respiratory capacity via CERT3 signaling and, as explained here on longevity, DHM binds to the GABA-B receptor and blocks the ability of alcohol to bind to it and block it. GABA are inhibitory receptors, and when they don't inhibit neurons, they overreact, leading to the phenomena of drunkenness. But DHM binds, yet does not completely inhibit GABA-B. So, to simplify, you keep your wits about you and stay coordinated. The dopamine-releasing effects of alcohol do not seem to be blocked completely. You aren't drunk, yet you aren't sober either, which sounds kind of like the best of both worlds, right? Moving on, experiential. According to this rather amusing Canadian guy who I found on YouTube, linked up his video in the article, the onset of DHM effects on intoxication is pretty rapid. It decreases the feeling of intoxication. Mr. Happy on Longicity reported, it, it was a strange sensation. As the DHM kicked in, you could almost feel the alcohol buzz draining from the top of your head down. Initially, you feel semi-sober, but your muscles, etc. are still buzzed. The feelings of alcohol-fueled confidence and silliness are still mostly there, but your higher faculties have returned so you can make sensible decisions. Boy, that's what we want, more sensible decisions while under the influence. Another longevity biohacker reported that it relieves some of alcohol's negative effects. I took two to 400 milligrams, or I found two to 400 milligrams very effective in blocking alcohol intoxication and alcohol-induced headaches. I used to have crippling headaches right after drinking, but now I don't feel it until many hours later. And this may be due to the antagonism wearing off. And he went on to report, I tested around 400 milligrams and it worked very well at eliminating the hangovers alcohol used to cause about one hour after I started drinking. 
I was also quite sober despite having zero tolerance and was able to keep up with my friend who goes to bars often and has way higher tolerance. This substance is the shit. It has to be taken before drinking for maximum effect though. I gave some to my friend after he was pissed drunk and it didn't help him much. Hey, that he sounds like a great influence on you. Another anecdote reported that it took the fun out of drinking. This person said, I doubt that. My experience taking just before drinking is that alcohol-induced euphoria doesn't happen. So the nasty effects of drinking are not masked. Felt sick to my stomach, uncoordinated, and had no desire to continue drinking when I'd reached my limit, versus otherwise being happily able to down another few drinks. And I found this interesting. An English biohacker meticulously did some brain training while drinking and dosing DHM, and he reported. I played Lumosity, as I do every day, to test and improve my problem-solving skills, reflex time, mental flexibility. My score was along the bell curve of improvement seen for the last three months. Then I drank half a glass of whiskey, waited 15 minutes, and attempted to play the same games on Lumosity. I am quite sensitive to alcohol, as I rarely drink, and, in fact, found the games to be confusing, taxing, and gave up without finishing them as I simply could not continue. However, after testing DHM on Cambridge Brain Sciences and Lumosity, I can say that for me, at least, it is a nootropic. So, taking DHM is a great idea for people whose jobs might involve some social drinking. And there are a lot of jobs like that out there. So I'm thinking about uh, bartenders, all sorts of entertainers and musicians, uh, salespeople and entrepreneurs, potentially event organizers, all of those kind of folks would really, this would be a, a, a good thing for their, for, for having a, a healthy, sustainable career in um, the nightlife or wherever they have to do their drinking. Someone else reports, gives you a clear head. Taken before drinking, you don't get dizzy and uncoordinated, though I wouldn't say you feel exactly sober. After a few drinks, you tend to sober up, at least as far as the worst effects of, the, of drinking are concerned. It appears to protect the liver and ameliorates the toxic effect of acetylhyde on the liver, which helps counteract the effects of a hangover. A DJ in Montreal I met tried it before going to work uh, around midnight. He usually has a few drinks while working and reported his head was totally clear the next day. He'll use it again. If you are a female whose date is trying to get you drunk, you may find it useful. That seems like a really good idea to me. If you are playing poker and drinking, maybe if you're getting crazy in Vegas and don't want to lose your shirt, well, I can imagine you'll get a, a tremendous ROI on the DHM in a uh, gaming in environment or establishment. For one biohacker, it's a veritable hangover cure. He reported, DHM is great for hangovers. A little scary great. Actually, by scary, I mean it could turn you into an alcoholic if you really love drinking, but stop only because you hate the hangovers. If I take DHM before drinking, I'll still get drunk and feel about the same. It's the hangovers it cures, at least for me. 
And another biohacker reported that it vanquishes hangover-induced anxiety. I have been using it every time I drink alcohol, and it has helped a lot with the anxiety associated with withdrawal slash hangover for me the next day. And I have been using it myself, and I did some drinking, and I experienced no discernible hangovers, none of those uh, cobwebs in your head the next day. So I'm happy about that. Next, we'll talk about sources. And this is from Doublewood Supplements in the USA. And they offer the gold standard of supplements, meaning purity tested, COA verified stuff. And the Doublewood DHM, as I mentioned, we offer in the Limitless Health Store. And you can go and pick it up there. I will direct your attention to the Herculean Hangover Hacks bundle there in the store where you can get it along with NAC and glutathione that have synergistic hangover hacking effects. If you've got a birthday, holidays, uh, some sort of major drinking event, coming up, it would be a really good idea to take these things together in combination. So you can find that linked below the video. I do greatly appreciate your support of my new store, my new endeavor. Although I will also include a Amazon link for it as we accept cryptocurrency exclusively in the Limitless Health store and some of you out there may prefer to purchase it using the legacy financial system that I hold so much disdain for. Moving on, let's discuss its cofactors. And there's a couple that I found in my research looking into the anecdotal reports. First is paracetam. That's right, we love paracetam, don't we? So the biohacker who experimented with Lumosity reported that DHM has a wonderful synergistic relationship with paracetam. 750 milligrams of DHM and 750 milligrams of paracetam. And a couple of biohackers have confided with me that paracetam and alcohol can be a brilliant social stack for confidence and verbal wittiness. And I certainly don't recommend this, but if I were going to try it, adding DHM would be a really good idea as it decreases that subjective feeling and experience of drunkenness. So yeah, I'm not gonna do paracetam and alcohol. I did it once in my life and it didn't work out well, but I'm sure that someone out there will try paracetam and alcohol. So if you do, if you do, add some DHM. Daily drinker Ben Greenfield, in his book Boundless, which I'm reading now, suggests molybdenum and thiamine to red wine lovers. He writes, sulfites are common in wines and contribute to irritability, insomnia, and headaches. They also bind to and prevent the absorption of vitamin B1, which is necessary for energy and focus. Taking about 500 micrograms of molybdenum helps reduce the effects of sulfites on your mental performance and vitamin uptake. You should also consume about 50 milligrams of thiamine before drinking as thiamine can prevent sulfites from binding to vitamin B1. And a biohacker in Texas describes an anxiolytic DHM stack. Quote, I have used DHM and kudzu root 
to relieve stress. The combination is very effective because kudzu root is an agonist at a serotonin anti-seizure receptor site. So you can take doses of antagonists with confidence of safety. Next, let's discuss usage and dosage. According to the animal studies, and from what I'm reading in the anecdotal reports, you can take it before, during, or after drinking, and it has a beneficial effect. Although some studies found that it's most effective when taken 30 minutes before drinking. Maybe you keep your supplements in the refrigerator, and you shouldn't do that with DHM. You want to keep it at room temperature. And then a Canadian biohacker gives some usage recommendations. Quote, observations are, when drunk before bed, take 650 milligrams, and you will regain much of your mental capacity. You are still uncoordinated, and if you are way too drunk, will still feel the need to puke. If taken the morning after, it clears your head up and seems to relieve the symptoms of a hangover. I am unsure of upping the dosage, though, to see if it has a greater effect. I am wary of toxicity effects and am unable to find a reference to a safe dosage. I will be selling these locally before Christmas in 650 milligram gel caps as a hangover cure. And then here's the recommended dose by body weight. So 1400 milligrams for a 150 pound, 68 kilogram person, 1800 milligrams for a 200 pound, 90 kilogram person, and 2300 milligrams for a 250 pound, 113 kilogram person. And next, I'll share with you a hangover recovery stack. So if I'm biohacking, boozing while balling on a budget, my go-to is activated charcoal, which I've got some of right here. You can find it in any decent pharmacy. And activated charcoal cleans up the toxins in your body from the alcohol. You can take activated charcoal before or during drinking. If you're an activated charcoal snob, the very best kind is coconut charcoal. Yes, that's right. Coconuts are so healthy that even the coconut shells themselves burnt into charcoal are quite good for you. Although, important point here, I wouldn't combine activated charcoal and DHM. I wouldn't take them together as the activated charcoal tends to drag out of your body whatever supplements you've taken recently. Another booze-beating supplement worth your attention is N-acetylcysteine, NAC. It's a highly efficacious booze biohack. 1,000 milligrams prevents the majority of the toxicity that occurs when you drink alcohol. And can you combine these two? Yes, one user reported. I heard about DHM. This is against the glutamate rebound. 1.2 grams should be taken before sleep. The DHM will suppress the drunkenness feeling and reduce the glutamate rebound, waking up after four to five hours of sleep and being unable to fall back asleep and increased anxiety during the day. So this is great news if you'd never like to uh, 
have a repeat of that experience where you go to bed after drinking and the room is just spinning around you as soon as you get horizontal, but you finally manage to fall asleep and then you wake up again at like 4.30 a.m. in the morning and your throat is really dry and you've got a headache and you can feel that you're still kind of drunk and you're just laying in bed looking at the ceiling saying, why the hell am I awake right now? DHM could prevent all of that. So if I had a night of heavy drinking ahead of me, this is what I would do. Pre-drinking, I would take activated charcoal. During drinking, I'd wait two to three hours after taking the activated charcoal and to reduce the intoxication, I would take the DHM at that point. So I'd bring the DHM with me to uh, wherever I was drinking. And then post-drinking, at the end of the night when you get home, take the NAC at that point so that the NAC can clean up those toxins. Next, let's discuss side effects. So it's a flavonoid. It's pretty benign stuff. Unless you're taking it at ridiculous dosages, there's not much concern with side effects. As far as conflicts with other supplements or medication, I could find none other than the advice I just gave, which is to not take it directly with the activated charcoal because it's not going to do you so much good. This one, I gave a risk grade of A. It's an exceptionally safe supplement. I analyzed for this article several hundred anecdotes of DHM users on Reddit and Longevity, and I came across zero reports of negative or undesirable side effects. That's what we love to see as biohackers. There have been no studies done administering it to children who shouldn't be drinking anyways, there's one clinical trial totaling 60 human subjects, and you can safely take up to four grams. And before I get to my conclusion on DHM, in the beginning of this podcast, I mentioned that during my periods of intermittent sobriety, I will sip on non-alcoholic psilocybin beer and some of you out there are saying, psilocybin beer? That sounds awesome. Where, where can I get my hands on that? Do you sell that in the Limitless Health store, Jonathan? And yes, I do. The psilocybin beer I get from this device, which is an infaceutical imprinter. It uses electromagnetism and the phenomena of quantum co-location to imprint on water or really any beverage that is placed on this pad. You can see it functions as a coaster. It imprints the essence of, it could be psilocybin, it could be phenibute, it could be hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, paracetam, any number of things can be imprinted onto water or beer, wine, whatever you want to drink, and it has a subtle effect. When I have this non-alcoholic, it's non-alcoholic, so there's a vanishingly small quantity of alcohol in it, and not, not enough for me to feel anything at all. And when I have the infaceutical psilocybin beer, when I let the beer sit on this trippy coaster here for 12 minutes and finish its imprinting, I, I notice a subtle, a subtle effect. It's not exactly like alcohol. It's not exactly an intoxication, but it, it takes an edge off. It takes an edge off, and I just kind of enjoy my drink, I enjoy my wife, I enjoy the conversation, just just a little just a little more. It's pretty cool. I've never tried psilocybin either, and I don't think I will. So 
I'll have to leave this one up to the, uh, the psychonauts out there to do a comparison between the two. But yeah, this little device gets me through my uh, periods of intermittent sobriety. Next, I'll move on to my conclusion. DHM is a very safe nutraceutical with a range of promising applications that will hopefully be properly evaluated by human clinical trials in the coming years and decades. For the time being, it belongs in the cabinet of any social drinker. So do go and pick this up from the Limitless Health store and then try it out. And I am eager to hear back from you guys and gals what sort of, what sort of experiences you have drinking and using DHM to maintain that mental edge and keep those hangovers at bay. I don't think you're going to regret picking this one up. So yeah, do hit me up, send me uh, emails, messages, drop me a comment. Let me know about your biohacking boozing experiences. I always like to spread the word on those. I'd love to get some funny stories out of this also. I'm Jonathan with Limitless Mindset. Looking forward to a continued conversation with you. I'm doing a bit of drinking tonight. As you can see, having a nice beer. And then this right here is actually wormwood red wine. And so we're going to be biohacking the hangover with this stuff, pronounced the hydromyricetin. still mad at myself that I talked to my computer. <laughs> I'm sure that your computer appreciates the job. My computer has learned about the, the evils of alcohol. It's an, audi an audience of one, like my interview with Stefan Molyneux. <laughs>